Petersfield's Shine Radio. This is Joe Gray for Petersfield Shine Radio and I'm here at the Town Council in the Council Chamber. I'm here with JC Chrissy, who, as you know, is our town mayor, and with Neil Hitch, who is currently the town clerk. There was an announcement that's just been made. Can you tell us what that is, JC? Well, uh, Neil has uh, decided to take early retirement and uh, we're very sad to hear about that. Um, But he's going on to another chapter in his life and that leaves us with the role of trying to find an individual with uh, at least half of his capabilities and skills to replace him as uh, town clerk and uh, RFO. What's RFO? Responsible finance officer. Do you have to advertise this externally like you would any other job? Indeed, we do. We have to uh, go through a very specific process about doing that. And, uh, well, Neil, you know one of the two things about this and yourself. Welcome, Neil. Nice to see you again. So can you tell us about your role? What do you do? The role has got so many different complexities tucked in with it. The the most difficult thing in many ways is keeping 12 councillors in order and uh, giving them advice which they don't always want to receive, uh, keeping everything on the straight and narrow as far as the governance of the council is concerned, the procedures of the council, looking after and managing all the people that we have here, managing the buildings, the land, uh, and uh, managing the finances. So it's quite a wide-ranging a particular role, as well as linking in with other authorities. So we have to work with the National Park, with the County Council, with District Council. And uh, I also link in with a lot of my other Clark colleagues across the country as we learn from each other. How many staff do you have working here at the Town Hall? 21 at the moment. 21. I didn't realise there's so many. I say at the Town Hall, that's in the Council's overall payroll. So that includes the grounds people, it includes the people that run the buildings, but yeah, and it includes the general office staff, so there's 21. And of course there are numerous volunteer roles as well linked to here, isn't there? There are, uh, particularly with uh, community groups on the Heath, and we are going to be looking for more volunteers as well to work partly in this building as and when we develop and change the way this building operates and works over the coming years. And as we appoint the new ranger position that has long been waited for, that individual will also be working and developing their own group of volunteers to do all sorts of work on our management plans, on our open uh, plan sites. JC, there will obviously be an interim where you have to find the right candidate for the job. What will you do in the interim? Will you get someone temporarily in or will someone step up or will it be left as a gap. I'm guessing it can't be left for too long. We're not going to, first of all, be rushed into trying to find a replacement for Neil. We're going to look very carefully, uh, do it in a very transparent, open way. If we can't find anyone that uh, can secure the council's backing, um, then we will uh, continue either with a locum or and or maybe uh, a um, contractual basis with Neil. We'll have to wait and see. I, I kind of agree with Neil because I think that uh, councillors do need uh, uh, officers and, and, in fact, I think we have a legal requirement to have an officer. So uh, if we want to try to avoid uh, getting in any trouble, we're going to have that expertise on our hands uh, either through locum or through replacement or some kind of extension even perhaps with Neil. I will be here for at least another four months because I won't be going until the end of May. 
So it does give the council a chance to start that process and hopefully find somebody before I go. But uh, as JC says, we'll cross that bridge really as and when we come to it. And is it a surprise? Has it been a surprise to everyone here that you've made this decision? I think it has. Uh, I've kept this under fairly close wraps. Uh, Only very close people that I've trusted totally and utterly have I kept that information with. But generally, no, I haven't shared it. The main reason is surrounding my own personal domestic circumstances, which is another reason why I've kept it reasonably quiet until now. My wife has been suffering with Alzheimer's disease for the last 10 years. And um, it's got to the point, really and truthfully, where the nature of her illness and trying to work full time, the two are like oil and water. They simply don't mix. And uh, I've been sensing this coming for the last year or so. Uh, it's just I've been trying to put off the evil day and the council's been very, very good in actually supporting me through this. I'm grateful to them for it. It's a tremendously difficult time. I, I understand that. A lot of people will totally understand how difficult this is for you and your home life work balance. Yeah, that's absolutely true. It's It's not been a bed of roses, put it that way, over the last few years. And it has got progressively more difficult over the last six to nine months. Uh, That's been a big transition. Uh, It started getting worse around the time that COVID kicked in. When if you cast your mind back, we were all locked in our own places, all the community groups were closed down. So all of the regular activities that she used to do and places she used to go, it stopped. And that was a big turning point in seeing the decline start to increase with pace. We've had periods where it's stabilised. And uh, as I say, the last six to nine months, I've seen a significant and sharp drop again in what she can do and what she's able to do and the quality of her life. So that is the time where we are, or we're at that time now. Obviously, you say you've had support with work. Have you got support at home or in the community? Within the community, yes. Uh, The church community that uh, both she and I belong to have been exceptionally supportive. And, uh, you know, without them, I couldn't have managed as long as I have done. It's as simple and straightforward as that. There's been some support from Hampshire Social Services too. And apart from that, it's a case of me juggling what I can get from various friends and relatives. Do you live local to Petersfield? No, I live on the edge of the New Forest. So uh, I have a fair trek each day as well. And the, the council, again, has been very helpful in allowing me to work from home for half the time. Uh, Because that's made a big difference in being able to carry on for as long as I have done. So, yeah, as I say, I'm very grateful to them. Of course, if you live locally, I was going to say Winton House and all the Mm. outreach and links they have there. I do hope you can find something like that near where you live. I hope so. Um, In the New Forest, it's a bit of a mixture. Um, You've got Southampton really on our doorstep. And in some ways, that makes things more complicated because Southampton, with it being a unitary council, it's separate to Hampshire when it comes to a lot of things. An organisation of facilities, services for people in the community, it's different. Um, And it's more difficult in the New Forest because there's so much available in the city. So there is a real 
a dichotomy there, I think. And uh, with the New Forest having various centres, you know, Totten, where I live, Limington, New Milton, uh, Ringwood, they're quite diverse, they're quite well-spaced, but equally they've got to somehow be there for everyone. Mm. And that's, again, where it makes it more difficult. And, of course, in those particular areas, the elderly community is much higher in numbers than other parts of the country. It is. Uh, the New Forest has been a natural place for many retired people to aim for, uh, almost as bad as the Isle of Wight. But uh, there's, a, there's a lot there. Um, but equally, you know, Petersfield itself has got a significant share of elderly here. So wherever you go, there's always a good proportion of elderly now, as there's bound to be in our overall population. JC, is there anything you'd like to add? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, in the 18 years that uh, Neil has been with the town council, I think his name, Neil Hitch, has become synonymous with the town council. (laughs) I don't know of any group in Petersfield, any individual that's interacted with our open spaces, with the festival hall, with the many events that we do, with the Christmas lights, et cetera, et cetera, that don't associate Neil Hitch and the town council Mm -hmm. together. So there's going to be huge uh, loss with that, uh, with, with this change. Um, but, of course, uh, the town council unanimously wished Neil all the best. And um, he will still be around. Uh, yeah. So he's going to be helping us uh, for at least another year. Um, so he's got a role which will help support and uh, provide for the transition that uh, that we're planning for the new town clerk. So he's going to be around and he'll be able to certainly uh, open up a few skeletons whenever necessary when councillors get out of line. So, uh, uh, And that's something we're very glad about and very, very happy. I'll definitely say I'll be in the background and not the foreground because whoever comes in to replace me has got to have a free reign to manage the place as they feel fit and they don't want me looking over their shoulders. So I should be there to provide as much information and help as I can and as as is wanted. I should be there to do any legwork that councillors want and that the new clerk wants. So I shall be there to offer whatever support is possible, but I will be looking to do it remotely because the last thing I want to do is to cause confusion or any uh, crossed wires with their responsibilities and... uh, who should be doing this, that or the other. No, I'm there to support and not as a leader, as a, in the forefront anymore. And just to finish, obviously you've been here a number of years. I have. What have been the biggest challenges that you've had? Goodness, now you're asking. <laughs> I think in many ways from having started 18 years ago uh, in a council that looked very different, it felt very different. It has developed in leaps and bounds. And I would like to think I've played my part in helping councillors to understand how they can do things and what they can do within the community, as well as actually creating an atmosphere in the office which is open, friendly, welcoming and productive. Staff here, as a general rule, enjoy working here. And that's one of the things that I'm pleased about. You want people to actually work for you. I've always tried to be flexible wherever I can do, give and take. And any highlights that spring to mind? Um, I think probably the two or three I'd pick out is the neighbourhood plan as one of them. Uh, Because that was one of the things that uh, I brought to the town council when it was in its very early days. And we actually got some initial funding 
um, that was only available to the first, I can't remember how many, but the first number of councils that started doing neighbourhood plans, and we qualified for that introductory funding. I think also getting the grounds team up and running and in place, that's, again, it's got to be a huge highlight. It's made a big difference to the way that our open spaces look. It's made a big difference to how we respond and also to the support we've been able to give to local surrounding villages. And the other things, I think, probably where we were approached by the British Legion when they could no longer run the Remembrance Sunday Parade because of the nature of the organisation. We stepped up, created a partnership system to operate, and that's just grown and developed immeasurably and similarly with the christmas lights again it used to be run by petersfield marketing limited it got to a point where that was no longer viable we were asked to do it we've done it and so i would always look to try to put ourselves in a position where if somebody needed to do something and wanted to do something that was beneficial to the community the town council could step up and take it on and do it and, and that's what i've tried to do Oh, this is a whole list. This here is a whole list. And it would take about 15, 20 minutes to go through it all properly. So uh, uh, Neil has got quite a list of accomplishments. So, uh. Yeah, I'll just do the one that you've ticked there as well, JC, which uh, it was a very pleasant surprise when it happened in 2019 when I shared the Hampshire Association of Local Councils Clerk of the Year with uh, my very good friend Lisa at Rowlands Castle. Uh, so uh, that was that was a lovely surprise, and I'm grateful again to the council for having put me up for it. Made by volunteers in Petersfield, this is Shine Radio. Oh, it's like being in a little family. Um, I love the community spirit. I like coming out to events like this. This is my first event with Shine. I'm honing in on my editing skills right now. I've been allowed free reign of the controls this weekend. And, yeah, I'm just learning loads of new skills, being able to broadcast, interview... It's really good. Petersfield's Shine Radio. You make it shine. Call Petersfield 555 500 or email team at shineradio.uk. 